All right, all right. Welcome back to Drop Pass Podcast. Seventh episode underway, and we are finally back in action after a short hiatus because of life as we know it. Last week was quite busy for me personally, so I decided to postpone this episode and see what would happen in the time span when it comes to the sporting world. So this means that hopefully I can deliver you two weeks worth of content this time around. A lot has happened since the last episode, so I'll try to wrap up all the main contents from previous two weeks and keep it quite simple and fairly compressed for your entertainment purpose. For starters, the Euros are creeping towards the end of the competition with the final eight teams now decided and few major upsets presented themselves during the process. NHL Finals also began this week in Tampa, and in the NBA, the conference finals are on full throttle. So, at least on paper, we got few things to dive into this week. Thank you for your patience, and just to let you know, the aim still is to consistently upload on a weekly basis for few reasons. First of all, so that I don't cut myself any slack when it comes to this podcast. And second of all, so that you guys get your weekly dose of my beautiful voice through your headphones irregularly. All feedback is still very much appreciated. And as you know, the best way to find me is through social media, which you can find in the podcast description. But I think that's long enough intro to get you guys back on pace. So... Without further ado, let's get going. And we are off. I think we will start this episode with the NHL since the Montreal Canadiens have made their way to the Stanley Cup final first time in the 21st century. Last time they were in the finals was in 1993 which is the exact year they last time won the glorious Lord Stanley against the Los Angeles Kings. I'd say that whoever had Montreal in their brackets advancing to the finals was under the influence of some kind of substance because, at least in my mind, they were not even supposed to get through the first round. But here we are, and as a Habs fan, I ain't complaining. They're coming to every series as an underdog, but it hasn't stopped them from finding ways to win tough competition. Carey Price has been an absolute rock star for them and is the only player with plus 10 million yearly salary still in the playoffs. Yep, who would have believed that at the start of the playoffs? And like I said in the previous episode, the final two teams were going to be the ones with the best goaltending. And here we have the prime Andrei Vasilevsky going against rejuvenated Carey Price. You could throw in Jack Campbell based on his numbers in seven games, but we can forget him in the same breath since their team was an absolute misery once again. The Canadians made their way through Vegas Golden Knights in six games, and their counterattacks were straight up poison for the Knights. The series deciding factor alongside goaltending was the inefficient power play of the Golden Knights since they couldn't score any power play goals against the Canadians and their biggest weakness in the regular season 
became their biggest obstacle in the playoffs as well. It also tells you a lot when your top scorer in six games was defenseman Alex Pietrangelo and for forwards, third slash fourth liner Nicolas Waugh had the most sucks. You could really question the coaching here as well, since their power play suffered throughout the season and not many changes could be seen in the playoffs either. And still, on daily basis, the Habs feasted on their odd man rushes because of lackluster defensive coverage, but nothing was fixed during the six-game span, and they were ruthlessly eliminated from the playoffs. On the Habs side, Jesperi Kotkaniemi has been providing doubters wrong once again in the playoffs, and Nick Suzuki has become a driving force for their offense without forgetting his new line mate and Hobie Baker winner Cole Caulfield, who has found instant connection with Suzuki. The veteran presence of Eric Stahl, Corey Perry and Shea Weber has been vital for them, and their GM Mark Bergevin has looked real smart for adding these step pieces in their lineup. Especially Perry, who was acquired as a free agent before the season started, has brought his rugged style to Canadian's lineup, and has also contributed offensively for them. And it is needed once again when they face up against the high-flying defending champions, Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa, on the other hand, made their way to the final after Game 7 victory over the Islanders, and their top dogs, without a doubt, have been their goaltender, Andrei Vasilevsky, center Braden Point, and 30 points in 19 games already registered, Nikita Kucherov. Vasilevsky has been a beast in their crease and has already recorded four shutouts in this year's playoffs, while Braden Boyne has 14 goals in 19 games. He has been on fire once again and almost tied the NHL consecutive playoff scoring streak of 10 games, but came one short from that accomplishment in Game 7 against the Islanders. Some people heavily stood their ground when Kucherov came back for the playoffs and said that he probably could have played during the regular season as well, but the argument was probably dropped once he was forced off in the sixth game of the Islanders series because of his injury. He was able to come back for the last game in the conference finals and most likely still isn't 100%, but boy has he been lights out. Operating with 1.6 point per game average ain't easy thing to accomplish during the regular season, let alone during the playoffs, which is impressive. Add to that the fact that he missed the entire regular season and is playing through injury. You just have to tip your cap. The overall firepower and high-intensity forecheck of the Lightning were just too much for the Isles, and the seventh game showed why the Bolts deserved their spot in the Stanley Cup final. The Isles showed remarkable resilience in their games against the current powerhouse of the NHL, but came a tad bit short of achieving a big upset. First game between the Habs and the Bolts was a blowout ending 5-1 for the Bolts, and I'm expecting them to take the cup. So far, I've gotten 3 out of 3 reverse jinxes done for the Habs, so hopefully this will be the last and the biggest one yet. I'm not expecting the Canadians just to roll over and tap out, but I see eventually the dream fading away just like it did last year for the Dallas Stars. 
who are not expected to make the finals. My final prediction for this year's playoffs is Bolts in six, back-to-back champs, and for the big rig, Patrick Maroon, third cup in a row. Then we hop on to the Euros, and boy, oh boy, my predictions have not aged well as usual. Well, at least for the group stages, I had most of the teams and placements correct, except for four teams, which were Poland, Finland, Russia, and Sweden. But now that all the eight teams are decided, it ain't looking too smooth. All teams from the group of death are out of the competition, and so are two of my four finalists, France and German. In addition, Italy's game against Austria was too close to comfort, and they will face Belgium in their quarterfinal matchup. The group stages, in my mind, had only one big surprise as Poland was eliminated from the tournament, but for the most part, the favorites went through to the qualifying rounds. From Group A, I had Italy and Wales going to the round of 16, but Switzerland fought their way through as well. Belgium took the Group B, as I expected, but... Denmark showed resilience after the loss to the Finns and took the second place with the best goal difference in the group. And third place Finland was unfortunately cut from this competition. Group C and D went exactly as I expected. The Netherlands, Austria and Ukraine advanced as well as England, Croatia and the Czechs were through in that order. Group E had probably the biggest surprise since, as I said, Poland was the last team in this group and got eliminated from the round of 16, which was a huge disappointment since they had a good lineup and probably the best striker in the world, Robert Lewandowski. It just didn't matter as they lost to Sweden, tied with Spain and lost their deciding game to Slovakia, which meant that Sweden took the first spot, Spain finished second and, as I predicted, the Slovaks missed the elimination games despite finishing in the third spot. Lastly, we had the Group F, which was a close one, but the favorites advanced eventually. France won the group, Germany finished second, and Portugal took the last remaining spot from this group. The matchups in the round of 16 were Wales versus Denmark, Italy against Austria, Netherlands versus Czech Republic, Belgium versus Portugal, Croatia against Spain, France against Switzerland, England against Germany, and Sweden versus Ukraine. Denmark was the first team to advance to the quarterfinals after beating Wales, sovereignly 4-0 with Kasper Dolberg's two goals, Joachim Meles, one tuck, and Martin Braithwaite's last-minute goal to seal the deal. They are starting to prove why some analysts had them ranked high coming into this tournament and seemed very poised for the top four spot. On that same day, Italy solidified their place in the top eight after beating Austria in the extra time when substitutes Federico Chiesa and Matteo Pessina scored for the Italians. It didn't come easily for them, but they eventually found a way to deliver the last blow and advance to the next round of the tournament. The first big surprise occurred when the Czechs beat the Dutch by the score of 2-0 in their matchup and advanced to the quarterfinals. 
Netherlands pushed their tempo and controlled the events in the first half and were by far the better team having the better chances. They just weren't able to capitalize on them and this backfired quite tremendously. Since in the second half their star center back Matis Delict took a stupid red card and was sent off which tipped the scale for the Czechs. Two goals in the second half secured their path to the top eight and Leverkusen striker Patrick Schick continued to shine for his nation. On that same day Belgium made their way to the quarters as they beat the defending European champions Portugal in their round of 16 matchup. Dorgan Hazard's beautiful knuckleball from outside the box beat Rui Patricio in the 42nd minute which gave the Belgium the lead going into the halftime. Portugal dominated the possession in the second half and came very close to tying the game at the end when they hit the post but the lead held and Portugal was eliminated from the competition. Kevin De Bruyne was taken off at the 48th minute and it seems that he still isn't fully fit which could be crucial since he's one of the best players in this tournament. The next day Spain secured their spot in the top 8 in an electrifying match against Croatia but didn't make it too easy for themselves either. Goal scoring started with Spain's own goal in the first half when passed back to their goalkeeper Unai Simon from the half line bounced past his leg and went in their own goal in a ridiculous fashion. Spain still controlled the events on the field and took a two-goal lead with goals from Pablo Sarabia, Cesar Aspilicueta and Ferran Torres, but Croatia climbed their way back to even in the last 10 minutes by scoring twice in seven. In extra time, Spain claimed their win with two goals from Alvaro Morata and Mikel Oyarzabal and advanced to the quarterfinals. It wasn't the most convincing victory, to say the least, but the game showcased Spain's strengths as well as weaknesses quite well. They showed their goal-scoring capability as well as skill and speed in their offense, but lackluster defense in their own penalty area could become vital for them in the later stages of the competition. The biggest bomb so far dropped in the game between France and Switzerland, where the same thing happened as in the game between Spain and Croatia. Benfica striker Harry Seferovic started the scoring for the Swiss, but Karim Benzema continued his terrific season and capitalized twice for the French in the second half. After his second goal, French midfielder Paul Pogba added another one in the 75th minute with one of the nicest goals in this tournament when he put the ball in the top right corner from outside a box. But that wasn't enough, because the same man, Seferovic, scored his second of the match in the 81st minute. And minutes later, Mario Kavranovic tied the game for the Swiss and took the game to extra time. The game went all the way to the penalties, where all nine players scored a goal, and it came down to the French star, Kylian Mbappe to decide if the penalty shootout would continue as the last shooter. He stepped up to the spot. Swiss goaltender Jan Sommer anticipated the right way and saved the penalty with relative ease and the defending world champions were out of the tournament. Just like that. The Swiss showed their resilience and deserved their spot in the quarterfinals while 
this was a catastrophic outcome for the French since, like I told in the previous episode, nothing else than the cup mattered. Huge disappointment for the team and the country has been in flames after their loss against much inferior team. Last team out of the competition from the group of death was Germany after they lost to England in their respective match. This was a highly competitive game and it could have gone either way with very slim margins between the two teams. Both teams had chances but the scale tip for England this time around and you can give credit to the home fans in the Wembley Stadium for their success as well. First Raheem Sterling scored in the 75th minute and almost right after that he made a terrible mistake which led to Germany's Thomas Müller getting a clean cut breakaway but he shot it right past the goal post. This broke Germany's backbone and on the 86th minute Harry Kane sealed the deal with a header inside the box and they were off to the quarterfinals. The last remaining spot in the top 8 belongs to Ukraine after exciting events in the last round of 16 matchup against Sweden. Sweden was the unfortunate one this time around since their star Emil Forsberg first hit the post in the second half and in the dying minutes put one right off the crossbar. It was once again decided in the extra time and the conclusion to the game came in the last minute when substitute Artem Dobbik headed Ukraine to the quarterfinals in a dramatic fashion and they will face up against England in the next stage. The final quarterfinal matchups are Denmark versus Czech Republic, Belgium against Italy, Switzerland against Spain and as mentioned Ukraine versus England. And if you want my predictions, Denmark, Italy, Spain and England go through. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Swiss find a way to beat the Spaniards in the process. Last thing on our agenda is the NBA playoffs. And more specifically the ongoing conference finals. In the East, 5th seed Atlanta Hawks are tied 2-2 with 3rd seed Milwaukee Bucks. And in the Western Conference Finals, 4th seed Los Angeles Clippers are facing the elimination against 2nd seed Phoenix Suns. The Hawks beat the New York Knicks in the first round in 5 games and eliminated 1st seed Philadelphia 76ers in 7 games. That series raised some eyebrows in Philadelphia's side since the so-called process has been underway for several years now and they haven't been able to reach the finals. Biggest problems stem from their coaching and their point guard Ben Simmons hasn't been able to reach his potential as a dominant point guard. He has been in the league for several years now and still doesn't have the jump shot this level needs and while being good defensively is still too one-dimensional for modern spot shooting era. Joel Embiid has been dragging them along but In the crunch time, when Simmons is needed and relied upon, he falters. Expect Philly to make changes in the roster this offseason. And I'm expecting at least Simmons to be on another team when the season starts. His trade value is on its all-time low since drafted first overall in 2016. 
and the hope is that they get the best possible return for their former first overall pick, but it ain't looking too bright for them. For the Hawks, their backbone has been their point guard, Trey Young, as expected, but the big concern has been his health. Their center, Clint Capella, has been a reliable defensive leader and class cleaner, and they've also gone contribution throughout their lineup. Their comprehensive style of play has enabled them to win close games. Thus, they face a huge challenge when battling for the spot in the finals against Giannis Anenokounmpo and the Bucks, who have only one goal in mind, and that is the championship. Hawks are missing their forward DeAndre Hunter and Young missed their fourth game because of ankle injury. So the hope is that he will be back in their lineup in game five of the series. The Bucks cleared the first round by sweeping the Miami Heat with large margin, and in the quarterfinals they battled the star-studded Brooklyn Nets and won the hard-fought series in Game 7. Their catalyst has been, to no one's surprise, Giannis, who has gotten some complimentary efforts from their closer Chris Middleton and point guard Drew Holiday, but overall he has been carrying the team by himself. Averaging 29 points, 13 rebounds and 5 assists per game. And he has become the LeBron of the new generation. And will most likely take on the Hawks by himself, if need be. I see this series going to 7, with Giannis edging out the Hawks. But Trey Young can put brakes on that, if he is able to come back. In the West, Clippers won the 7-game series in the first round against Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks, and in the quarterfinals they beat the first seed Utah Jazz against most odds. Kawhi Leonard has put the team on his back once again, and Paul George has been the complimentary piece in their lineup. Kawhi is currently averaging 30 points, almost 8 rebounds and over 4 assists per game, and PG-13 also played his best postseason game when he recorded 41 points and added 13 rebounds in game 4. So he's heating up at the right time as well. They still have a big task to take on Devin Booker's Phoenix Suns, who are one win away from clinching their spot in the finals. The Suns have looked extremely poised in this year's playoffs and continued their march towards the final. Devin Booker has become a lethal scorer for them, while veteran Chris Paul has been dishing dimes and averaging almost 9 assists per game. Their center, DeAndre Payton, has averaged over 11 boards per game and has become their reliable paint presence. They cleared the Lakers in their first round matchup and swept the third seed Denver Nuggets and regular season MVP Nikola Jokic with remarkable fashion. I'm expecting them to advance to the finals since they have the momentum and the roster to challenge for the Larry O'Brien trophy. So in conclusion, my prediction is that Bucks will face up against Phoenix Suns in the finals and the Suns will win their first ever NBA championship. But that's a wrap for this week's episode. I think it was quite nicely packed episode and next week we will take a look into the upcoming UFC 264 McGregor against Poirier and probably visit the Euros once again we will probably also take a deep dive into NHL trade deadline 
and regular season moves and how they have panned out now that we have the last two teams fighting for the Lord Stanley. We will freshen things out a bit and bring something new to weekly wrap-ups. And as I mentioned, love or hate this podcast, feel free to leave feedback and comment on what you want to hear more of in my social media. It is always nice to get messages from you guys and hear what you have to say about the episodes. The predictions ain't always right, that's a fact, but it's still as nice to see how right or wrong I was. And at least it is documented and probably quite funny as well. Hope you have a wonderful week. The weather has been top-notch. And we Finns can't ever get enough sunlight during the other three seasons, so enjoy it while it lasts. But enough said, we'll be back next week. So hope you enjoyed once again. If you listen until the end, you know the drill by now. So stay tuned, stay safe. Until next time. All right.